uncle Megan would watch a movie about the brave little toaster. And it had a Kirby vacuum cleaner in it. And she was so amazed at Kirby the vacuum cleaner. And in fact, then we were talking about the Kirby vacuum cleaner salesman coming to the house or something. And she was trying to put the brave little toaster in there with Kirby the vacuum cleaner. Visits and visitations, though. It's nice to get visits. Amen. It's nice to get visits. I'm going to Genesis chapter 32. We're going to be from Genesis. We're going to go to Acts. We're going to go to uh, a lot of places today. Genesis chapter 32. Uh, this is talking about Jacob. Jacob had a visitation. Jacob had a visitation from the Lord. Genesis 32, 22. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the four Jebuk. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. So everything that Jacob had, he sent across the ford, across the field, and across the stream to get away from him because he was about to meet his brother Esau. And Esau, the last time Jacob had been with him, Jacob had ripped Esau off. He had stolen the birthright for Esau and from Esau. And so Jacob is going to be left alone, verse 24. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So Jacob is wrestling with a man. Jacob is in the middle of the night. He's scared to death. Esau, the last time he saw him, was ready to kill him. And Jacob is afraid, and out of the darkness, a hand grabs him. What it is, it's a visitation, amen? And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. He said, thy, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince thou hast, hast thou power with God and with men. Now, Jacob is a very famous name today. I don't know why, because if people know about their names, the meanings of the names, the name Jacob in the Old Testament is the son of Israel, and, uh, or Isaac and Rebekah, and the father of the 12 founders of the 12 tribes of Israel. He was born holding his twin brother Esau's heel. Now Esau was the firstborn, and so when... when um, Rebecca was in the, the hospital, all right? When she was in the hospital, she was probably in the 4077th, okay? The field, mass field unit, right? Because they're better ones, they're shepherds. There weren't big hospitals. When Esau was born, as Esau was coming out of the, his mother's womb, a hand grabbed the heel of Esau on his way out. Now, the Bible says that. And that was the hand of Jacob. And so right then and there, in that time, they, they named kids according to their personalities or, or blessings that were coming on them or whatever. And they named him Jacob because he grabbed his brother's heel, which means the holder of the heel or supplanter, because he twice deprived his brother of his rights as the firstborn son. So he has stolen the birthright from Esau, and Esau is very, very mad. God hasn't forgotten about anybody in this room, okay? 
because Jacob was about 90 years old when he wrestled with this man. Some of you in here think that God has forgot all about you. Some of you think that God is not even uh, on your radar screen, but God has not forgotten about you. I talked about this on a Wednesday night or a couple Sundays ago to some of you single, you single ladies and you single men. You, if you listen, if you're 17 and not married, don't worry. If you're 20 and not married, don't worry. If you're 25 and not married, don't worry. Oh, if you're 30 and not married, don't worry. Wait on the Lord to bring you the right one. Oh, boy. Wait on the Lord to bring you the right one. Because I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a long road to hoe if you got the wrong one. They didn't make a commercial that said, you got the wrong one, baby. Uh-huh. Did they? No, they said, you got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. And there's going, to be, there's going to be troubles, and there's going to be trials, and there's going to be heartaches. Amen. And there's going to be times when love is going to be tested. Now, I've got to ask you something. What is love? Yeah, I'm looking right at you. I mean, really. Oh, I need to say it nice. Yes, honey. I'm talking to you. Commitment. Love is commitment. Love is not I love you words. Words are cheap. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. That's what it says. You want somebody that's going to stick with you and stay with you, go through the thick and the thin. Amen? You want somebody that's going to be committed to you and to you only. Amen? And you can't say, well, you know, I, you know we, we've had these struggles. And, you know, I married Tracy 10 years ago, and he's gained 35,000 pounds, you know, and I can't even get my arms around his belly. So I'm going to trade him in for a slender model. Amen? That's not love. Love is commitment. Love is loving Tracy as big as he gets. You know, it might be the temple of the Holy Ghost. could be a mega church. It could be whatever. But it's, hey, God has not forgotten about you. Wait for God to bring the right one into your life. Don't rush God. Let God bring that mate into your life. Well, pastor, you don't realize that I'm 22 and I haven't had a date, you know, in a long time. Did anybody look up Jensen Franklin on YouTube about Boaz and his brothers and cousins? I gave you that homework assignment. You haven't done that yet. I'm going to have to show that to you, I guess. All right? Because you're going to find out that Boaz is going to have some brothers. And I'm going to tell you what, they're going to be bad in your life. Isaac or Jacob was 90 years old and he gets a visit from the Lord. You see, when you get a visit from the Lord, everything in your life will turn around on a dime. When the Lord walks into your life, everything happens one, two, three. I'm telling you, when one door opens, the Lord opens the whole subdivision of doors. Amen? Not one door will open and he'll leave the others locked up, but when the Lord is ready to move you into that next level and into that next area, God will open everything up. So the Lord has not forgotten about you and he, he changed his name to Israel and God has a blessing for you as well. Amen.
Moses, Moses, Deuteronomy 34, 10. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Now, God would speak to man through his voice and in their minds and their ears and their conscience. That's how God does it still today most of the time. Somebody in here probably maybe has heard the audible voice of God in your life. I have never done that. I've never experienced that. But I do know when the Lord talks to me. Hallelujah. I do know when the Lord, when I was sitting at the bank that one day and somebody went through the drive-thru that had problems with me. And he's waving at me, and I thought, well, praise the Lord, he doesn't have problems anymore. So I waved back, and the Lord said, you need to take him to lunch. And I said, oh, Lord, come on now. Really? Now, he's waving, Lord, but that don't mean he, he wants to eat lunch with me and sit across the table from me. And so he pulled out, and, oh, I said, shucks, Lord. Oh, Lord, can you believe that? I, lo- I missed him. I said, Lord, I'll tell you what I'll do. The next time I see him, I will take him to lunch. Amen. I left the drive through the bank and I looked down and I didn't have enough gas to get back to Vandalia. And I'm in the great city of Nokomis. Anybody ever been to that burg? The beautiful city of Nokomis. Amen. They got one of the best greasy spoons going. Demi's Diners. Best hamburger around. Amen. I'll drive 100 miles for a nasty meal. Amen. At least some grease and some french fries. And I looked at the gas gauge and there's not enough. And I don't want to get stranded in Bingham. I don't want to get stranded in Fillmore. I don't want to get stranded anywhere near there. So I said, better go get some gas, right? Now watch this. Watch this. Remember, I just said, Lord, as soon as I, when I see that person again, I'll take him to lunch. Praise God. I come out of the drive-thru, a turn left, go up to the stop sign because there's a Casey's a half block down. The Lord says, they better get some gas. Now there's two gas stations in town, or three, and I don't know why I went to Casey's, but that's where I went. Probably needed a donut or a cheese stick and a chocolate milk or something who knows and I pulled in and there he was again and the Lord said look at that there he is he said now you can take him to lunch and I took him to lunch and we talked and visited for three hours see how the Lord does it I know when the Lord's talking to me all of us know when the Lord is talking to us amen now but with Moses the Bible says the Lord knew Moses face to face The Lord knew Moses face to face. He didn't talk through a prophet. He didn't talk through a scribe. When he wanted to talk to Moses, he said, come here, Moses. We're going to talk face to face. Brother, when God, the God of the universe, talks to you face to face, you are in quite a position with God. Amen? You are in quite a place with God. And the Bible says there was never born greater a prophet in all of Israel than the prophet Moses. In fact, Moses said, Lord, I would really not just like to talk to your face. I would like to see your face I would like to see you and he said Moses you cannot see me my face and live but he said I'll tell you what I'll do I'll hide you in the crevices of a cliff of a rock and he said I'll let my glory pass by and he said when my glory passes by then I'll remove my hand and you can see my back that's all you can handle Moses is you can just see my back I'm talking about visitations and visits today. I'm talking about visits and visitations today. And so Moses was in a place with God. Now, that word no, that word no comes from the the word Yoda, which is one of the Hebrew words for praise. Moses 
was in a relationship with the Lord. And when we praise the Lord like we do here, we're in a relationship with him and we're engaged with him. And there's visits and visitations that God brings our way. Moses was very privy to some fantastic visits. Amen. John the Baptist. How did John the Baptist get here? Luke chapter number one. We're going to spend a little time in Luke one because it's pretty interesting. There was a in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. You see, walk in the commands of the Lord blameless. You walk blameless, nobody can put, it, put anything on you. They used to call Ronald Reagan the Teflon president because nothing ever stuck. Amen? You walk blameless before the Lord. You walk blameless according to what God's called you to do. And nobody can ever put a finger on you. Well, anyhow, that was good, Pastor. Yes, it was. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So Zacharias is going into the temple to burn incense before the Lord because that was what his calling was. Amen? And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the same time, or at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Now I'm sure that Zechariah has done this many, many times. But this time there is an angel standing beside the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. I'm talking about a visit today that's going to change someone's life. This visit today changed the life of Zacharias. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. And for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn unto the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit of power of Elias, which is Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? How am I going to know this? Dude, you are standing in front of an angel that you have never, ever seen before. Now, of course, we know that he is because we've read the book. But how many of us get something from the Lord? How many of us have got a visit from the Lord? I'm talking to somebody today. The Lord gave me this word this week. So how many of us have ever gotten a visit from the Lord? And after the Lord tell us everything in the visit, then we say, how am I going to know? How am I, how am I going to know? Now, I'm sure that Zechariah has done this many, many times. But this time, there is an angel standing beside the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. 
But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. I'm talking about a visit today that's going to change someone's life. This visit today changed the life of Zacharias. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. And for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn unto the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit of power of Elias, which is Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? How am I going to know this? Dude, you are standing in front of an angel that you have never, ever seen before. Now, of course, we know that he is because we've read the book. But how many of us get something from the Lord? How many of us have got a visit from the Lord? I'm talking to somebody today. The Lord gave me this word this week. So, How many of us have ever gotten a visit from the Lord? And after the Lord tell us everything in the visit, then we say, how, how am I going to know? And now, now then he says, not only does he have a lack of faith, then he begins to tell the angel all the problems. All of the reasons why it can't happen. Well, my wife is old. Now, notice he didn't say old. You don't say that about your wife. You say she's well stricken in years. Uh, my wife, Gabriel, is well stricken in years. And I am an old man. See? So he doubts the angel, and then he throws out all the reasons why. Even on visits and visitations, you and I will have problems with doubt and unbelief. Even some of you have had visits and visitations from the Lord in years past that has got you to this point. But yet there has been promises in those visits and visitations that are yet to come to pass because you have put out everything and every reason why it will not work. It will not work because of I'm old. It will not work because she is well stricken in years. It will not work because I snore and she's putting me in a separate bedroom and locked me in at night. Padlock. Tracy, turn over. I heard that this morning sometime. I don't know why I heard it. But I was obedient. Brother Rob just turned over found that corner of the pillow where I drool every morning. That's the best drooling pool right there. That's the dream pool. That's when the good dreams happen. You know what I'm talking about. That's better than waking up and seeing Johnny Worley's feet in your face. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the, uh, Lord. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel. I'm an angel, dude. That stand in the presence of God, and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. I brought you some good news. This is a visit and a visitation that's good. Now, another problem that we have is we've had stuff so bad, 
for so long that it's hard for us to believe that we can have anything good happen to us. That is a lie from the devil. The devil will not get you on cocaine. The devil may not get you on Bud Light Dilly Dilly, but the devil can get you on fear and unbelief. And he'll say, oh, that blessing's for Brother Rob. Brother Tim gets those blessings. Trace, you don't get those blessings. That's for somebody else. That's a lie from the devil. Why wouldn't God want good things to happen for you? Why wouldn't God want to give you a break in life? Why wouldn't God want to give you some encouragement? Amen. Why wouldn't God want to give you some extra cash in your account? Come on now, somebody. Why wouldn't God want to save your children? Why wouldn't God want to save your household? Why wouldn't God want you to live and not have to worry about this and worry about that? Why wouldn't God want to dissolve that tumor in your body right now and let it disappear? You see what I'm saying? Gabriel says, I stand in the presence of God, and I've come to bring you some promises. Amen. The devil, this is what we prayed about at the end of prayer last night. We prayed that the the, the destiny that this church was originally birthed with, the charter, the original charter that God birthed this church in 2006 would come to pass. Amen. Because we have been fighting devils, we have been fighting situations, and guess what? It's just like a struggle and a struggle and a struggle. But I believe that God didn't just put us here to struggle, but he also put us here to have some victories. Amen. He also put us all here to have some glorious times in our lives. Amen. God wants you to have some good times in your house. God wants you to have some good times in your family. God wants you to have some good times in your marriage. Come on, somebody. God wants to have you some, let you have some good times because there's some visits and visitations. God wants you to be happy in your life sometime. Some of you have been frowning so long, that's what you're going to have when the undertaker gets you in. I'm going to say, listen, I want you to tie the corners of their mouth up strong. I want them going out with a smile. Now listen, I told you I come from, I come from another world, right? Amy knows it. My kids know it. We're mountain people. We are hillbillies. And I had heard it said when I was young, we'd go to a funeral visitation, and I'd hear him say, Oh, he's definitely in heaven. Look at his smile. Then I got to think about my Lutheran grandmother. And I think, she wasn't smiling. Uh-oh. Ma'am? Hey, mammy. Hey, ma'am. Mm. But you know what? God wants you to have some good life. Miller does not have a patent on the high life. Jesus is the high life. Jesus is the real thing. Jesus is you got the right one, baby. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be highly favored. God wants you to live in prosperity. God wants you to live in success. God wants you to have peace in your heart and peace in your mind. God wants you to have some sweet sleep at night. God wants to give you all the good things. He said, I'm going to make you blessed when you go out, and I'm going to bless you when you come in. He said, I'm going to bless you in the city, and I'm going to bless you in the field. He said, I'm going to, oh, come on, shatamaha. God wants to give you some blessings. He said, if you'll do all of these commandments and everything I say, 
28, Deuteronomy chapter 28. He said, I'll give you all of these blessings and more. You'll be the head and not the tail. Thou shalt lend to many and thou shalt not borrow. Amen. Woo, blessed are you going to be when you lay down to go to sleep and blessed when you're going to be when you get up to go to work. Come on now, somebody. God wants to give you a visit and a visitation and give you something good. Come on, God wants to give you something good. Punch your, touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor and say, God wants to give you something good. And it ain't just me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to aim to go to that happy night. When is that? May 11th? All right. Is that just a ladies' trip? All right. We want all you ladies to go and get happy. Happy. Happy in Jesus. Mm happy and Gabriel says behold he didn't that does not say you are dumb all right he said thou shalt be dumb and not be and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season God wants you to start praying for your season start praying for that season of fulfillment to come into your life start praying for that season to come into your life amen and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he couldn't speak unto them. And they perceived he had seen a vision in the temple. Amen. He, they were right. For he beckoned unto them, and he remained, remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. Zacharias went from talking to everybody to talking to nobody. And they perceived he had saw something. He had a visit and a visitation. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, can you believe this? I'm 300 years old and pregnant. Listen, I was born kind of late in life. And, you know, when ladies get older and they get pregnant and they've already had kids, they're like, are you kidding me? Macy said, please don't come to my school anymore. Why? Because you're the oldest parents in the whole school. We never thought of that. We just thought we were Macy's parents. But then I remembered how I felt when my parents rolled into school. Yes. All of the other parents had parents that were 20 years old. Mine was 35 and 40 years older. Like the nursing home bus just stopped at the school and let some people out. These are you. This is your. This is your mom and dad, Tracy. Way to go. She hid herself five months. Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. That's what Elizabeth said. Now watch. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Six months after the angel Gabriel showed up and talked to Zacharias and took away his speech because of his unbelief, guess what? There's another visit and visitation in Nazareth, and he said, Blessed art thou among women. Hallelujah, you found favor with the Most High. Behold, the Almighty shall overshadow thee, and thou shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I'm talking about visits and visitations today. God is one wanting to visit you. God has visited some of you already.
I'm pregnant right now. Yeah, I know, Amy. I heard that, praise God, Rob. I know. I'm pregnant with a word right now. I'm telling God's talked to some of you in the past, and you have put that visit and visitation in the jar, and you've tightened the lid on it and put it up in a shelf and said, that's not for me. But your season of fulfillment is coming. I'm telling you today, your season of fulfillment is coming. God's got a plan for you. God's got it all laid out for you. All you've got to do is believe it and accept it into your life and let him begin to work it out. God began to bring that fulfillment into my life. Hallelujah. That visit and visitation brought about not only John the Baptist, but six months later, here comes the Messiah down the road. Amen. 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 There was a man named Cornelius. I'm getting ready to close. I know you can't believe it. Can you believe this, Jessica? That's why you keep coming back. Pastor Tracy's done. He screams and yells for 25 minutes, and then he leaves. Cornelius. I'm talking about visits and visitations. Visits and visitations. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. Listen, we could go on and on because of all the visits and visitations. Time would not permit me today to talk about Gideon, who was threshing by the wine press, the threshing floor. Amen. And he's offering up a cake sacrifice to the Lord, and lo and behold, an angel is right there. And looks at Gideon and says, oh, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon starts looking all around behind him. He said, who are you talking to? He turns clear around. There's nobody there. He said, I'm talking to you, dude. Man, whatever. I'm talking to you, mighty man of valor. What, is, what does Gideon do? He starts naming all the reasons why he's not a mighty man of valor. How can we be mighty men of valor when the Philistines come in and they steal all of our crops? And what crops they don't steal, they set our fields on fire and we have nothing. How can we be mighty men of valor when, when we're in, in captivity to the Philistines? We can't even protect our wives and children. Hallelujah. I don't know if he said hallelujah, but I just did. Amen. How can, how can we be mighty men of valor when, when Israel is overtrodden by strangers and all of this business? How can we be mighty men of valor? You see, God does not see you as you are. God sees you as you're supposed to be. Amen. God doesn't see you in your weak state. God sees you in your perfected state. God doesn't see you in your weakness. God sees you in your strength. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. God does not look at us and say, oh, now it's Monday and I'm trying to survive in Vandalia one more day. God says, I see Tracy sitting in heavenly places right beside me. Hallelujah. God sees you right here, right beside him all the time. I'm talking about visits and visitations. Let the weak say I am strong. Your strength is just a declaration away. It's just a word away. That's why the devil wants to keep your mouth shut. That's why the devil says, when you start declaring stuff, I decree and declare. Oh, look at you. You're decreeing and declaring. You ain't even got a car in your driveway that runs. I'm not seeing things as they are. I'm seeing them as though they were. 
You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. How can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be called and sent? Amen. That's why the devil doesn't want people in church. Because that's where faith comes in. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Oh, come on, hit that again. Oh, yes. Man, I'm going to sit right there on that row on Mother's Day, and I'm going to be your biggest supporter. Amen. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what the woman's got to say because God speaks to her heart. Now, she thinks, oh, I can't do this. I'm just type B. I'm shy. I can't blah, 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 blah. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, you don't hang around something like this for 31 years and nothing rub off. Amen. Something's going to have to rub off on you sometime. And something's going to have to rub off on each and every one of you. What am I saying? I'm telling you, you better get in the presence of the Lord. You better get into a visit and a visitation with the Lord and let the Lord's word start rubbing off on us and let the Lord's power start rubbing off on us and letting the words authority, the word of the, oh, come on now. Let the authority of the word of the Lord fall on us. Amen. Why are we, why are we just settling for second and third place? God meant you to be the head and not the tail. Amen. God meant you to be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. God meant to give you power over all the power of the enemy. Luke 29, 19, 21. And all the, oh, and oh, behold, I give you all the power over all the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. John, 1 John says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. You're stronger than the devil. You're not down here on the earth getting whipped up. You're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Remember I preached that a couple weeks ago. We are seated in the heavenlies. Stop acting like you're in a race with the snails. You don't want to be with the snails. You know what salt does to snails? Oh, praise God. We was in Hawaii on vacation. There was a big old snail going across the patio. I went in and got the salt. I said, Jesus, you're mine. Have you read about that young kid in Australia? He's like 16 or 17 years old. He was a rugby player, a very good rugby player. And they dared him to eat a snail. He ate this snail. On a dare, stupid stuff, you know, you know, you know, we're going to eat worms, we're going to eat, you know, swallow this goldfish alive, you know, stuff like that. Anybody ever do that? Don't raise your hand, it's all right, we understand. And this, this snail had some type of bacteria, and this kid can't speak, he's half brain dead, he's in a wheelchair, all right, from eating this slug. Anybody see that on the news? Am I the only one that gets the news around here? You must think, where does pastor get his news from? Well, I, I try to get it from good places. Amen. Not the Washington Post, New York Times, or MSNBC. No. All right? Just telling you. But I put that salt on there, and that, that snail started foaming. He was He was done. That snail just is on the earth. He's on the bottom. He, he's just a bottom feeder. He, you know, he's got bacteria on him. He's got nastiness on him. And that's like the world. And you know what Jesus said we are? He said we are the salt of the earth. Oh, 
we're bacteria killers. You got to have the power in you to get some sin killed in your life because you're the salt of the earth. Salt kills, salt preserves, salt cleans up. Amen. Amen. You get a sore in your mouth, you take warm water, put a bunch of salt in, we'll rinse your mouth out. Wrench. Hear that? That's West Virginia for rinse. All right. Wrench. Okay. I'm just telling you. See, you th- I know a couple different languages. Amen. Is that right, Amy? That's what they say, isn't it? Wrench. Wrench it. Where'd you go? Jew. Jew. J-Y-O-U. Jew. Where'd you go? Uh-huh. Now, certain man named Cornelius. I need some musicians. He was Italian. Look at that. Mm. Some good Italian food right now. Giuseppe's. Zia's. A devout man, one that feared God with all his house and gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw on a vision, evidently about the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now, that is another sermon in itself right there. All right? You can actually build up memorials that the Lord will honor one of these days. You might be 90 and in a wrestling match with the Lord, but he's going to honor it. Amen? He said, I want you to send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon a tanner who is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Oh, my. That is a visit and a visitation right there. I want you to go find the preacher named Simon. Now, notice Simon was down at beachfront property. He was on holiday. Amen. And he said, this guy, Peter, is staying with a guy named Simon, and he's a tanner. That's not his last name, Tanner. It's not his last name. All right? You remember with the Tanner family? Willie Tanner and Alf? Remember? All right. Boy, that was good television, wasn't it? Yeah. He's at beachfront property. He's going to tell you what you ought to do. And when the angel which spake to Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them and that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all things, these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, which was noontime. So these two guys are coming from Joppa to get Peter. Peter is at Simon's house, and he's up on the rooftop. He's going to pray a little bit at noon. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while he, they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him. And it, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth wherein all were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Now, watch what Peter does. But Peter said, Not so, Lord. I can't do that. 
I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Now, you know Jews can't eat certain foods if they follow the code. And actually, if we follow the code, the code is very healthy. But that's going to cut out shrimp. It's going to cut out... Oh, Larry, you had to say that. Lobster. It's going to cut out catfish. Where are you catfish eaters at? How many of you like catfish? I've tried several times. It just tastes like mud. I can't eat it. i got to have, I, I don't know what. Maybe I'm cooking it wrong or something. Listen, how about this? How about where are you bacon eaters at? Uh, you can't eat pigs, you can't eat slugs, you can't eat snails. You can't eat crawfish, you can't eat shrimp, you can't eat lobster. You can't eat catfish, you can't eat uh, whatever else is good. Didn't say anything about tacos. All right, thank the Lord, right? That's what Peter said. He said, Lord, I haven't had, I haven't had snails, I haven't had shrimp, I haven't had catfish. Lord, you know I've been so good. But all the Lord wants him to do is obey. All the Lord, listen, guys, all the Lord wants us to do is obey what he says. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God has claimed. Don't you call it common. I translated it there. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision was, I would have said, oh, my Lord, I am so hungry. If I'd have been Peter, I mean, it's lunchtime. It's lunchtime, and I haven't eaten. And I would be, if I was Peter, a good Jew, I'd be repenting right to, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I just dreamed that somebody told me I could eat pigs. Somebody just told me I could eat shrimp. I am so sorry, Lord. But sometimes what seems like is not the Lord, it may be the Lord. And so Peter's like, what is going on with this vision and what should it mean? The men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house. They're in town. Now they're looking for Simon the Tanner's house down there by the lake or by the ocean. Where's he at? Where's he at? And they find him and they're standing at the gate. Then Peter, now watch. So Peter goes with him. Let's all stand. Then Peter opens up his mouth. So Peter, they come to Peter and they say, hey, we're here because our boss, Cornelius, the big boss, Cornelius, the boss, has sent us. And he said that the Lord came to him and told us to come get you. The Lord gave us the address. The Lord told us the house. Then the Lord sent us here, and you're supposed to go back with us to our boss, Cornelius, because you're going to tell him what he ought to do. And then Peter said, now I know why I've got the dream. Because you see, the unclean things in that sheet represented the Gentiles. And the Gentiles were dirty dogs and unclean animals to the Jews. And Peter said, I cannot, I cannot be with them because there was a lot of racism.
You talk about racism and prejudice right there it was. Peter said, I can't go there because they're, they're Gentiles. But the Lord's saying, what I have got ready for you, what I've cleaned up, I want you to listen to me. Because in visits and visitations, sometimes it's not going to make sense to our minds what the Lord is trying to do. Sometimes the Lord wants to move you out of that situation where you're at to show you something new. And then you say, it is impossible. And I can say of a truth that I have been there because when we resigned and left our post in 2004 for two and a half, for two years, for two years, we traveled and sought the Lord. We'd preach out on weekends or during the week. We'd go to church. We'd go to church as a family. Come walk with me. You, gotta have, you need to get your steps in today. Your Fitbit's not working yet. Amen. I'm going to tell you, the last thing I want is a watch that tells me I'm fat. I'm telling you. Why would you want a watch that tells you you failed today? If I'd have been Peter, I mean, it's lunchtime. It's lunchtime and I haven't eaten. And I would be, if I was Peter, a good Jew, I'd be repenting right to, oh my God, I'm sorry. I just dreamed that somebody told me I could eat pigs. Somebody just told me I could eat shrimp. I am so sorry, Lord. But sometimes what seems like is not the Lord, it may be the Lord. And so Peter is like, what is going on with this vision and what should it mean? The men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house. They're in town. Now they're looking for Simon the Tanner's house down there by the lake or by the ocean. Where's he at? Where's he at? And they find him and they're standing at the gate. Then Peter, now watch. So Peter goes with him. Let's all stand. Then Peter opens up his mouth. So Peter, they come to Peter and they say, hey, we're here because our boss, Cornelius, the big boss, Cornelius, the boss, has sent us. And he said that the Lord came to him and told us to come get you. The Lord gave us the address. The Lord told us the house. Then the Lord sent us here, and you're supposed to go back with us to our boss, Cornelius, because you're going to tell him what he ought to do. And then Peter said, now I know why I've got the dream. Because you see, the unclean things in that sheet represented the Gentiles. And the Gentiles were dirty dogs and unclean animals to the Jews. And Peter said, I cannot, I cannot be with them because there was a lot of racism. You talk about racism and prejudice, right there it was. Peter said, I can't go there because they're, they're Gentiles. But the Lord's saying, what I have got ready for you, what I've cleaned up, I want you to listen to me. Because in visits and visitations, sometimes it's not going to make sense to our minds what the Lord is trying to do. Sometimes the Lord wants to move you out of that situation where you're at to show you something new. And then you say, it is impossible. And I can say of a truth that I have been there because when we resigned and left our post in 2004 for two and a half, for two years, for two years, we traveled and sought the Lord. We'd preach out on weekends or during the week. We'd go to church. We'd go to church as a family. Come walk with me. You, gotta have, you need to get your steps in today. Your Fitbit's not working yet. Amen. I'm going to tell you, the last thing I want is a watch that tells me I'm fat. I'm telling you. 
Why would you want to watch that tells you you failed today? You want to set up here? You don't have to. I'm just teasing. All right, now watch. We're in our transition, and we really didn't have a home church. Okay? But you know what? Every Sunday, we drove to church. Every Sunday, we were in church. You know how far we drove to church on a Sunday? How far would you say, Brother Rob? 70. 70. We drove 70 miles one way to church. You know why? Because we knew that the visits and the visitations was a lot bigger than 70 miles. We knew that the visits and the visitations were going to come to pass somehow. We didn't exactly know how, but we knew that visits and visitations were saying everything's going to work out, everything's going to be all right. Every Sunday that we weren't preaching somewhere, we drove 70 miles to church, to an inner city church in St. Louis, to where Megan and Mitchell got to go to youth class and leg wrestle. Remember that, Mitchell? Remember leg wrestling? They came back from class. We're getting loaded up in the van. And listen, we're not, we're not in Chesterfield. We're not in Holly Hills. You ever heard of a place called Ferguson? Where are you going? Oh, okay. Just go on. Amen. Just go on. We, are you see what I'm saying? We went to an inner city church in St. Louis on the corner of Newstead and Margareta Drive near Fairlands Park that had armed guards. Armed guards. They were big old boys, Jessica. They had big old coats and they had bumps under their coats. And they had little things, little earpieces coming up. And when you got to church, they locked the door behind you. We're in the hood. But you know what? It didn't matter because we were getting fed in the hood. Because God was feeding the visits and the visitations and saying, just hang on. I've got something. Just hang on. I'm going to bring it to pass. Everything is going to be all right. And Simon Peter goes back to Cornelius, and he opens up his mouth, and he said, I perceive of a truth. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And he said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. I'm talking about visits and visitations. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter said, and then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. I'm asking Family Worship Center this question. April 15th, 2018.
What kind of visits and visitations has the Lord brought to you that haven't come to pass yet? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Now, I'm asking you, if you've had a visitor visitation, come on up front. I'm preaching to you today. I'm preaching to you today. 70 miles one way. You know what, Rob? And it was so easy because it was just me and Amy. No. Four kids. From the ages of... From the ages of four to 14. Three to 13. Four kids... 3 to 13. Look at all look around. Look at all these visits and visitations. God's promised you something. Amen. God's promised you something and God's going to do it. And not only that, we decided we're going to have we we started having church in St. Louis and we're going to have it on Saturday nights. And the best of them all, the best classic one of them all. The first service we had we had a lady get the Holy Ghost in the Hampton Inn, right across from the stadium, from the Edward Jones Dome. She got the Holy Ghost. Michelle Owens got the Holy Ghost in that conference room. We were going to church one Saturday night. Now, you got to understand, Macy, which is pretty hard to do. We still haven't figured her out completely. Okay, but um, listen, if Macy gets anything on her plate she doesn't want, it cannot sit there. Maybe some of you are like that. It has to leave your plate. Get Either somebody take this or it's got to go. All right, well, she had this little, little, what do you call those? A little pull. She had a little pull on her tights, right? Now, she's three years old, and she got to pick at that. And she picked at that. And we left Vandalia, and she's picking at it. And I'm telling you, by Greenville, we looked back there, and she had taken her tights, now, these tights covered her whole leg at one time, right, because they were tights. And she had baggy socks and shorts on both legs. She had picked both legs. Is that truth? But it was so easy going to St. Louis. And then I had to lie to the people in St. Louis and say, Rob, this speaker that Emily's got her hand on only weighs 65 pounds. And Rob would grab that up. Pastor, there's no way this is 65 pounds. And we called Aunt Kay in Highland and said, are you home? Are you doing anything? Because we're dropping Macy off. Can you meet us at the intersection, interstate? Thank God for Aunt Kay. Yeah, she had two baggy socks and two shorts. And naked legs hanging out. But you know what? That's all right, because we're fueled by a vision and a visitation. We're fueled by what God's going to do and a, and a visit. So what we're going to do today is they're going to play. And I just want you to close your eyes, and I want you to let your spirit and mind go back to that visitation and those visits and say, Lord, he preached to me today. Listen, I never heard of this thought before. The Lord just gave it to me the last few days. And guess what? God wants to fulfill it in you. It's time for that time of fulfillment to come in your life. Amen. You ready? Let's lift our hands through the Lord right now. 
Hallelujah. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus, visits and visitations. Oh, God, you've called us to such strange and unusual things. Lord, you have called us to such strange and unusual things, Lord, that we didn't understand then, and God, maybe we don't understand fully now. But God, your word today has activated that vision again. Your word today has activated that visit again. Your word today has activated that vis visitation again. Oh. And so, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We speak, God. We speak, Lord, to that visitation today. We speak, Lord, back to that visit today. And in the name of Jesus, believing, Lord, that you are going to perform that which you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, I remove every blockage, every obstacle, everything the enemy would try to throw in our paths. Why we're too old. Why we're well stricken in years. Why, God, it cannot happen for us. Why, Lord, it's going to break all racial protocol. Whatever it is right now, Lord, I break it in the name of Jesus over my brothers and sisters in the name of the Lord. Come on now, somebody. I want you to go in the Holy Ghost. If you're able to pray in the Holy Ghost, I want you to do it now. Hallelujah, Brother Rob and Brother John, go through and lay hands on them. Hallelujah, go through and lay hands on them. I speak to that vision right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to the visitations right now. Hallelujah, the promises, God, that you showed me. The promises, Lord, that you showed me that are so unbelievable. Oh, God, I'm going to believe. Oh, God, I'm going to believe. Oh, yeah, 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 na ma, ya ma, kama, no ma, shama, na ka, na ma, ha. Yeah, Lord. Visits and visitations. Ha, yeah, ma, ha, sha, na ma, ha. The devil is a liar. The devil's a liar, brothers and sisters. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. He's opening his mouth. He's a liar. Hallelujah. 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 Jacob got his name changed and it changed the whole scheme of his family for the rest of his life. It took him from being a conniver and a heel grabber to a prince with God. Hallelujah. Moses had those visitations and Moses talked to me face to face. Moses and I knew it face to face. Moses and I spoke face to face. Don't 
Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to turn your palms inward like a fountain, like a funnel. Like a funnel. Now, Lord, we receive. I release. Lord, as pastor of this church, I loose dreams and visions in the Holy Ghost to these people. I loose your dreams and visions, God, to us in the name of Jesus. 
God, I pray that you would move us into a more prophetic realm than we are at right now in the name of Jesus. The word says that in the last day, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And then it says, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my handmaidens and servants in those days will I pour out my spirit. So Lord, we receive your spirit right now in that dimension, that prophetic dimension, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The dreams and the visions in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the Holy Ghost begin to reveal truth to us, Lord, in a mighty way. Let the Holy Ghost begin to show us things to come in a mighty, mighty way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're open to it, let the Lord know, Lord, I receive it right now. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.